Hello, what have we here? Can you speak, Bocce? Of course I can, sir. It's like a second language to me. I'm a yeah, All right, shut up. I'll take this. Shut up, sir. Pokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side, kid. You're listening to Havoc Radio. X-Wing 2.0 and beyond. To Havoc Radio Second Edition, where we're going to start talking about everything that has been going on in the last few months. So tonight we have Ben, we have Ryan, hello, we have Luke, hey hey, and we have Will. What's up? All right. So it's been about a month and a half since our last episode. Um, you know, it's been a little bit quiet because it's been Christmas and New Year and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there have been some events that have been going on, just small, like we're lucky here in Melbourne that we've, you know, pretty much got the COVID stuff under control most of the time. Um, and so we've been able to have some small tournaments and things like that. So we thought we'd just talk about what's been going on. So I'll start. Um, most of the events, if you're a local in Melbourne, uh, you'll know that we tend to fly a lot of hyperspace stuff. Um, and you know, while I have really enjoyed the changes with the hyperspace stuff recently, I have also at the same time struggled to put a list together because there's some just real weird stuff happening in some of the factions. So I'll talk about the things that I was a little bit disappointed by, and then I'll talk about the things that I came to love. So first of all, Tri-Fighters and V-Wings. Um, I ended up getting two of those when they came out, and promptly wasn't able to fly the initiative five pilots for those um so that was a little bit of a bummer because that was one of the things i was looking forward to but Django's slave one came out and with it zam now both versions crew and pilot um, are pretty good in terms of getting extra attacks i initially tried to put zam crew on fire sprays basically, like bounty hunters and stuff, because in Scum they're viable. Um, but I tend to find that I wasn't able to charge it up fast enough, Zam crew, so I ended up flying Zam um, in the fire spray recently with a whole bunch of droids, and I have really enjoyed that, so that's what I'm going to keep practicing. So what are, what are you guys been flying around with? I'll go first, I guess. Um, so I've been flying two lists predominantly recently, which is an all fire sprays list for scum and a Poe Dameron with Elo and what's the, other, the third pilot? Asti? No, that's the same bloke. Nian? Nian, that's it. Yeah, there you go. Um, so I've been flying them in probably equal measure, but I've flown triple fire spray the last two tournaments. Um, I'm really enjoying that. So it's three fire sprays, the basics, because hyperspace. 
Uh, one with Zan Wexel, and then the other two with um, uh, Dead Man Switch and the new bombs. What are they called again? Thermal detonators. detonators. That's the one. Because so every time you drop them, I go, he's holding a thermal detonator. <laughs> sure, I, I do it purely for that. It's just good fun. Um, and yeah, no, really enjoying that. It's it's a bit more straightforward than the Poe list. Uh, a bit more of a bully list. Gets right up in your face, does some shooting, can weather that storm generally, then drops bombs for you to fly into the next turn. Rinse and repeat. Um, I've had some pretty good results with it. Even though they're initiative two, I have to say flying against you, all that practice of Boba Fan with the fire spray has it comes through. Yeah, I do really enjoy flying the fire sprays. Uh against I played actually Ryan on the weekend and mm-hmm. did really poorly in that first engage. I kind of got tunnel vision, wasn't really paying attention, just boosted up and Handed you nearly half points on a ship because it was, I don't know, felt like it. <laughs> and it was glorious. Thank you. But it went downhill for me there. So, yeah, I was like, oh, well, there you go. That's like the golf handicap that you needed. Caught you up. <laughs> Thanks. No worries, man. Um, and yeah, so I've, I've been really, I'm going to continue playing that list. I'm going to perhaps tweak it here and there. Trying to get my head around Zam. She's a bit of a tricky, tricky person to have right. Like, yeah, even with the pilot version having four charges, I still find that I'm putting sometimes the wrong um, condition on. Like the game where I played you last, Will, there was a couple of times where you just decided not to shoot me, you know, and mm-hmm. it was like that was the correct, obvious choice because you had you know other things to shoot at or whatever, and it's like, well, I've just wasted my condition, you know? Yeah, 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 and that's frequently an issue and literally i did that because i've been planner as well and i knew that you know i'm rolling three unmodded dice at you and that might give you a chance to shoot me again or power you up and i'm like let's just not do that let's just you know plink off a droid or something yeah um it'd been anything other than the worst ever i think that that game would have gone very differently (laughs) that was oh i'll take it I've shelved those dice. I've legitimately shelved them. They've been bad for months. I listened to the podcasts today, like our first two, and in in the second one, I think I was like, man, my dice have been shit lately, and they have not improved, so they're out. (laughs) Um, Cycling through. Yep. And the other list I've been flying is Poe, Fat Poe, and two. It's 200 points on the nose, and it's Poe with um, all the janky upgrades so that he can slam can do a two a red two maneuver like two speed yeah, overdrive booster right um, I, I haven't put overdrive booster on the table yet it seems fun like luke you've been flying that a bit as well have you it, it's so much fun it, like it it makes him work like he always felt a bit sluggish yeah. and having that and just that ability to either just surprise jump in or Mm-hmm. Bail, bail out when he's in the wrong spot. It, it makes such a difference, more than you would think. It's so yep. good. And I think I have Poe too fat at the moment because there's frequently turns where I feel like, oh, games, sorry, where I feel like I'm not using each of his upgrades. Um, but at the same so time, there's the been title, an right? Like black yes, one? I, I've opened him up here. So I've got the black one title. 
um, and that gives him the ability to slam um, and then also take an eye on and not loot and remove the disarm token. So you can do like what Luke said, really get up in their face and get a shot off um, if you need to, or if it's worth it. Daredevil for the red two boost, which gets you some real funky ankle, funky angles occasionally. Overdrive thrusters, so that that's the one that gives you that great. Uh, integrated S foils and the R four Astromech. So just to make it so much easier to get rid of that red token next turn. Question for you, Luke. Um, with oh, overdrive, with overdrive thrusters. Do you see the need for the title anymore? I don't. I, I think you can get out of trouble almost as easily with that crazy boost or barrel roll. Um, I think if you're running, particularly if you're running that like Poe, Elo, Nian, I think you stick the title on Elo or Nian because they can use it quite well as well. Is that what you planned as well? Yep, I agree. I think, I, I think that is, yes, what am I trying to say here? I think Fat Poe is awesome, but I think he's too fat when you put everything on him. I think you actually want to spread it out through the list a little bit. Same as with the Proton Torpedoes. I don't think you necessarily want them on him. You want them maybe on one of the other two because they're, they're the same chassis um, and it's less of an eggs-in-one-basket kind of situation. Um, yeah, he's got to be expensive with that build that you've got, right? He's like 90-something points. And and also, I'm running an initiative 5-5 and five list with no bid at all in, this, in that list. So not being able to dictate who has priority is really painful on occasions because like like Poe's got all this repositioning potential and then I don't get to use it because I don't know where your initiative ship is, initiative six ship is. So yeah. um, I'm really enjoying that list. It's definitely a harder list to fly than like it's quite finessey, I find. But um but I think it needs some tweaks. Yep. I think maybe Daredevil can come out of it as well. On the upside, there's not many other Initiative 6s in hyperspace at the moment either, apart from Bond Rank. I think it's more the 5s, though. Like, if you're coming up yeah, against true. Kylo, you're basically hoping your Poe can beat Kylo. Mm. What's what's Ky- what's Poe? Is he 5 or 6? Six? 6. Yeah. There could be an argument there to put Duke on him as well, perhaps. Oh, oh no, you need, sorry, I forget it. I forget all the time because I never have that thing that you need an evade for it to work. Yeah. How, how, problem? Sorry, how often Will, how often Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Will, how often do you use your proton torps as well? I forget about them all the time because, again, Poe's quite a so, cognitive, like, quite a heavy kind of... So is it uh, worth just dropping the upgrade entirely and getting a decent bid? Hey, well, that's that's what I'm literally considering. Yeah. Dropping that 12-point item, maybe chucking a couple other like cheapies in there and then getting like a between 6 and 8-point bid. Mm. I think there's an argument there. You could always put a whole upgrade on someone. Yeah, or well, the other thing is I could put like... Um, not Deadeye Shot. Maybe like Predator on the on the X-Wings. Mm-hmm. Just for that reroll, close range reroll gives me the ability to take. Like it's yeah. it's small or the tech I could take. 
Well, Heroic's not Hyperspace League anymore, is it? Nah, it's not. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're loving that. Oh, you've no idea. But then they've taken out Fanatical, so you know it balances out. I actually didn't realize that. I haven't played First Order in ages. Yeah, no, they took it out. Oh no, they haven't. No, Events Optics is the one I was thinking of. Sorry. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah sorry, so what have you no. been playing, Ryan? Um. Yeah. Sorry. First Order's been a bit tricky for me at the moment with Hyperspace. However, I have tried to a couple of different lists. Um, I've been flying Triple Silences, which is which has been fun. It's just need to fly it a bit better. Um, it's got Kylo with Hate, Recoil with Proton Rockets and a Naked Rush um, with a 198 points. It's a lot of fun because it's three Silences that can zip around and do stuff. Um, just not having a lot of luck with certain matchups at the moment as well. Um, but then I've been flying Kylo with Hate, Von Reg with Daredevil, and Recoil with Proton Rockets as well. Um, I don't know. I cannot seem to fly Von Reg, and it just infuriates me. Um, it's a good ship. It's a good pilot ability. He's six, but he just pops whenever I put him on the board, and I just... He's a hyper... Ace, man. You don't normally fly... Oh, no, you flew like, oh, a few in Imps. Uh, but Kyle... he's more fragile than your regular one. Like, well, Kylo's Kyle... my go-to ace, and he's a tank. With his yeah, like, he's, not, he's not a true ace, man. He's like 2-4. He can so take like, a hit. He yeah, can take yeah. a hit or two. He can take a hit or two. Yeah, I just... Yeah, I suppose... I suppose you're right. I haven't flown Sunti or Whisper or Vader in a very long time, so I suppose I need to just practice on my ace flying a bit better. Yeah. Um, and aces, are, yeah. aces are, I wouldn't say struggling at the moment, but they're definitely not having as easy a time as they've had previously. Not when there's lists like uh, four inter- interceptors and a reaper, or um, like there's a lot at the moment, there's a lot of five ship, four ship lists, and three ship lists are struggling at the moment, and that's all I can really seem to find for first order. Is three ship builds. Yes, well, you can do a yes, you can do a four and a, and a push at five, but they're either five tie fighters and uh, what's it called a side Malarus. Yeah, yeah Malarus. Yeah, exactly, Malarus. Yeah, Malarus is painful for you as well. But I mean, this is the question yeah. that's always since the beginning of second edition. What do you fly with Kylo? Exactly. It's just, yeah, and taking out all the named SFs that hurt a lot. And so, and then there was, I even thought about doing the, um, the Tie BA Interceptor. I thought about doing generics. They took them out. And so, okay, fine. I, I'll fill out with some generic um, Tie FOs. No, can't do that either. So it's just a bit tricky building a first order list. So I've yep. gone to, I've gone to um, Imperials for a little bit as well. And I've been flying... Um, the Palp Inferno list, which has been a lot of fun to fly. Palp on Vermeil, right? Palp on Major Vermeil with Hull Upgrade and Predator, well, and Predator, and then the four Inferno squads with Iden, Gideon, Del, Sane, all with Predator. Um, I'm finding that a lot of fun. Uh, it's either it either goes really well or really bad. <laughs> There's no in between. Yeah, it's but, like um, I've played against that one a few times, and it's it's like a terrifying joust if you just get stuck in front of them. Exactly. But, but if you can the, sort of dance around Vermeil and pick some off, then it it gets 
yeah, it snowballs the other way pretty quick. Exactly, yeah. And you kind of need all the triggers to work at the right times for you as well as the in player. But, yeah, I, I find it a lot of fun. I, yeah, I am still enjoying everything, but um, it's just hard but making hyperspace. Yeah, it's really it's tricky. Very tricky. Um, so I'm leaning towards maybe playing a bit of Extended soon. I made a list for Miss the other day because she wanted to try something out a bit different and it used Kylo and I really liked it. Um, Mm. Give me one second. I'll pull it up. Tell me more. While you're doing that one, this one, I think I've given this to you before, Ryan, but you refuse to fly it like a fool. But um, (laughs) basically it's, so Von Reg, Daredevil, Kylo, Scorch, Revis. So it's two good aces, two reasonably solid FOs. It's Four ships, so you got a bit of chaff to throw away, but it's still got like two of the better aces in the game. Like Kylo's probably the best ship in the game, or certainly up there, and Von Reg's frail and a little tricky, but can do real work. Mm-hmm. I reckon I reckon that's the go. That'd be if I could drag myself away from pubs, that'd be what I'd be flying, I reckon. Well was it Kylo, Von Reg, Scorch and Revis? Revis, yeah. Yeah. So uh, there was one list I was looking at with I mean, I, I will fly that list, I promise, Luke. But there was, I've been looking at Kylo with um, eight proton torpedoes, um, two SFs with concussion missiles, and then Lieutenant Revis with targeting synchronizer. Thought I might give that a bit of a crack. I like that. I really mm. like that. Mm. Yeah, Revis getting his free target lock, and then you can not spend other people's target locks to shoot off your torps or your missiles. I'll give it a crack. But this one, this one's similar to that, um, and it's what I gave Miss. So it's uh, Kylo with hate. Then is it Tina? TN three four six five. The title. Oh, yeah. yeah, yep, Tina. Um, initiative <laughs> two. Is that the one that you can keep taking damage yourself? While another friendly ship performs an attack, if they're if you're at range zero to one of the defender, you may suffer a crit. Yeah, and yeah. damage flip a blank or whatever to yeah. a crit on them. So it's got four hull, but you can zombie it. So that's huge. Um, Lieutenant Revis, so same thing. And then two Zeta Squadron survivors at Initiative 2. But there's a lot of Initiative 2 in hyperspace at the moment. So yeah. you can do some nifty stuff with that. But it's also a five-ship list, so you've got quite a bit of chaff that they need to work through before they can get at Kylo if you're playing him careful. True. Um, Does sound so, good. So, Luke, talk us through the pubs. Mm. Oh, man. So, I, I, I've i been really liking pubs lately. So, I guess with the latest hyperspace change, I sort of, just before they made the change, I was falling in love again with the named um, Aether Sprites, um, and they disappeared, which, which made me real sad. But it's also forced me to play more of the generics, the I3 Jedi Knights, and my God, they're good. Um, so the two lists I've been playing a bit of lately is so three Jedi Knights with CLT, so the cheap title that keeps them the three agility and gives them an extra eye um, result when they're shooting in bullseye. Uh, broadside with the ion cannon, which is basically just I automatically roll three hits if I'm shooting out the side with my ion cannon, and a, um, a generic I2 arc. So that's it's a lot of chunk. The Jedi's are both, if you're lower initiative than your opponent, like amongst the best blockers in the game because their dial's amazing and they can double reposition. Or if you're flying against I2, they're just hilariously good aces. 
Um, the 104th is just there to soak up damage, get in the way, block. Um, and it, yeah, it does that job good. And then broadside is there to try and walk things off the board. Uh, so the highlight with that list so far has been walking <laughs> and almost full health loaded up Django Fett off the board. <laughs> that was that was a good game. I was, I was there next. I was in the table next year and I saw that happening. I thought, oh no, this poor guy. <laughs> Oh, oh wow! That was good to watch. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so that that one I really enjoyed, um, and the other one that I picked up is three of the Jedi Knights with the seven B title, so the one that gives them an extra attack dice and less agility and more health. Um, so three of those, and uh, Shuck T, who's the new um, what do you call it, the Etta? Okay. Yep. Um, and lets she can spend force to let people keep tokens. Um, and so basically, what that one's gimmick is that. Uh, before you engage, two of the Jedi take evades, uh, which are purple, so they're usually kind of trash on the one Force guys. But because I'm then regenerating the Force at the end of the turn, they just charge in and they're six health with an evade Force and then a target lock, and they just break stuff. They're so much fun. Mm. Um, so fun. Though, Yeah, no, uh, I'm very much enjoying just how, how good those Jedi Knights are, so I'm going to keep playing them because they're fun. Pretty good. I need to break that list out, I reckon. That sounds awesome. Mm. Mm. I think I own everything you just said. So anything else? What you're saying, Luke, is buy more Jedis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm long yeah. on Jedi. <laughs> One list I flew against was it's I'm surprised it's still hyperspace legal. It's three arcs and Warthog. Yeah, but you can't put Seventh Fleet Gunner on Warthog. That's what oh, I don't no. know. What what a shame. It's still yeah. a decent list. Oh, it's still decent, yeah. You can put Wolfpack and Fives on instead. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And the, getting the free focus token after you miss and all that jazz. Oh, Oof, just so much health. So yeah. much health. Big fan of the version with the 7th Fleet Gunner. <laughs> Can't confirm. <laughs> I, think, I think that list is my least favourite to fly against. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's absolutely feral. I don't like it as much, but... Yeah, I'm with it, you. It's just it's yeah. it's that one you can you block them and you're still getting mods from the um uh, from the lat. So you you sort of it's hard to counterplay and they just take up so much space. That's yeah. the hard bit. You just can't. You just you end up in a meat grinder almost no matter what you do. And because mm-hmm. they're all the same initiative, you as the player can control. Like you can get one out and put one in where the other one was. Yep. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> So my uh, my recoil didn't have a good time against that list. It was um, he um, he bumped into one of them, and that was it. It was game over, man. Game over. Yep. So <laughs> yeah, rough. But um, yeah, I played against Lockie in, in the tournament, and yeah, it was hard, <laughs> very yep. hard. I got rid of all the arcs, so I'm proud of that. But like, that's pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the uh, Warthog's ability, he's a fantastic player, but having Warthog's ability, keeping the arcs on and being able to shoot before they can leave the board. Oh, yeah. That that killed me. Rough. Anyway, sorry. PTSD right there. (laughs) Any other X-Wing stuff from recent events we want to go through before we move on? No. No. So... While we're talking about hobby stuff that we've been up to, there are some other games that we've all gotten into recently. So um, one of them being Blood Bowl. So Will's in this as well, but um, Mm -hmm. the new version of Blood Bowl just came out recently, 
and it seems to have been a massive hit in our area. There is so many people playing it. Like every time I go to the game stores, someone is there playing it. So mm-hmm. I was um, going to ask this question about it. Like since the new versions come out, it seems to have just exploded. Yeah, it's huge. I didn't realize how many people were playing it. So is there a particular reason why we think now it's exploded or is I think just people the new just version. The new version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a guy on Instagram Instagram called Tabletop Inquirer who posts like fake front page news headlines. And oh. um is one that of where his, they come from? Yeah, one of his headlines was something like I've been meaning to get into Blood Bowl for twenty five years or something like that. And it's like me, Gus, we've been looking at this <laughs> for so long and <laughs> Yeah, he's too accurate, that guy. But anyway, got into it. Um, and it's been interesting. So many people trying it out from different areas. So all the guys, we, we actually started a small league just to like learn how to play basically and how the leagues work. Um, but all of the guys in our league are X-Wing players. So it's from our X-Wing group and that kind of stuff. They've started a Blood Bowl league. But... There's another league running at the same time in the same store that's a whole bunch of magic people that have come across and tried Blood Bowl. Mm. And, yeah, it's it's real. It's pulling a bunch of people in from all over the place. And basically what we're doing is whoever wins, the, well, the top two players from each of those two leagues will go into playoffs against each other. So that's cool. It's going to be interesting. Um, I'm currently three draws and a win. Will, I don't know what your stats are at. Uh, one win, two losses. No, yep. yes, yes, yes. But, yeah, there's been a whole bunch of real interesting stuff happening in the league, so it could end up, like, the top person's already through. We know who's going through in the top, but um, whoever goes through second, it's actually a three-way contest potentially at the moment. If um apparently I've got a chance of doing it if I win my next game and then someone else loses and someone else loses, then I think me and someone play off and then yeah, it's, play, and it's like this weird. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh Some elf okay. on elf action. So I'm playing Wood Elves and you're playing the Elven Union. So yeah, mm. Blood Bowl has been really interesting. It's very different to X Wing though. Like X Wing I play as sort of like a competitive game. And Blood Bowl, while it is a competitive game, there's just ridiculous stuff happens in that game, and it's amazing. Like, you'll have the best plans, and then something <laughs> silly will happen, or the opponent will do something crazy, and, yeah, I, I just really enjoyed that aspect to it. So that's one of the things we've been up to. But the other thing we've all been up to, and that's everyone in this chat, Legion. Oh, yeah. So much Legion. Love it. Yep. So... <laughs> game out at the moment i think personally legion yeah it's been bubbling along quite well for a while but then sort of over the christmas period like when did you get into it ryan uh would have been um late january i'll start yeah just a few uh, weeks ago right yeah a few weeks ago yeah you're right yeah you're right um but so i bought the inferno pack before christmas um i've got a very generous birthday present from a very generous person in this podcast for to buy half in on a core set. And my girlfriend is the rebels half of it. So we went 50, 50 in it. Um, I believe I, she's currently painting them right uh, now. As, as we speak, she's painting one of her rebel troopers. Yep. And oh, I, <laughs> I am so proud of her, but also I am so jealous. 
She's yeah, such a good painting. Such a good so painter. Good. Oh, it's just incredible. Her first model, she's like, this is terrible. I'm like, okay, sure. Show me your second model. Okay, Picasso, just chill. You're fine. Just, she's got a natural talent for miniature painting. It's just incredible. But, um, yeah, that's why I haven't gotten into Blood Bowl because Legion. it's just, I've got Legion. Um, however, watching Blood Bowl games is a lot of fun. Like, if, you, if you're not interested in buying it or partaking in it, if you know someone who's doing it, I urge you to sit down and watch a game because it is so much fun. Ben's game against uh, Andrew was one of the best games of Blood Bowl I've ever watched. It was so fun. <laughs> yeah. But, um, rats versus elves. Rats versus elves, and your elf that almost did that touchdown that avoided six rats. And then rats. tripped over his own feet. <laughs> and tripped over, tripped over, he rolled a one just on the last square before he did a touchdown. Oh, it was, it was, I'll never forget that bit of play. That was so good. And no um, reroll. No rewrites. Yep. yep. Um, but yes, no, Legion has been a lot of fun. Um, Will's a very good painter and has shown me the ropes and shown me the ways of the, of the force with the paints. So I will be looking forward to playing that when I do finally finish painting them. And yeah. Yep. And Luke? And I've, I've bought in as well. About the same time as Ryan, I've got some droids. Um, it's, uh, it's nice to paint miniatures again. I haven't had to seriously paint an army since Warhammer Fantasy about 20 years ago. Uh, so it's been nice to pick that up again. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's a good game. I've only played a couple of games and it seems just fun. It's just very satisfying. It's very visceral. I like all the terrain. It's much more, I don't know, it's X-Wing's a little bit abstracted. There's just like the flat rocks and that's all you're dodging. And it's a very good strategic game, but Legion, you just, feel in it a bit more it's um it's a yeah. lot of fun highly recommend so yeah i, I agree with will i think legion is one of the best tabletop like systems in terms of very engaging because you're not spending any time waiting for someone to do something it's always the ultimate mm -hmm. activations there's always something going on for you to be involved in it's a lot yeah. more three-dimensional as well so that makes it a lot better yeah, I feel. I could, I could go. I could talk. I could just talk for an hour on this topic alone of why Legion is better than most tabletop games, but I won't. But it, I, <laughs> I'll sum it down to one thing: it's beautiful, it's streamlined, and it is controlled in the sense that very rarely does the game hang on a dice roll, like a a, a competitive dice roll. Most choices, that sort of stuff come down to your list building come down to your decision making and based on that you can get an idea of the likelihood of things that are going to happen to you in a turn ahead of them, knowing your opponent's lists, factions and options and it just makes it such a good game to play. You can lose a game of Legion and have had an amazing time and that is the that is the cornerstone of a good game. I agree. Mm -hmm. I've lost more games of Legion than I've won, and game it is so well designed. The people who did it, pat on the back. <laughs> and the models are so much fun to paint. Yeah, and I, cheap, I you know, like it's oh, so much win, <laughs> so much good stuff about that game. So this 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 for me is my first ever miniature game. I 
never got into Warhammer or any of that type of thing. So for a, a noob like me to be buying into a miniature game and painting and painting and assembling, it is a really good game to like. I, I was I was scared of gluing up the models because I thought, oh, here we go, an arm, wait, a leg, wait, a head, wait. No, it was just real easy, real chill. I think I think Luke said it was real zen to just glue up your models. See, it, it is. Le- less yeah. zen with droids. So many <laughs> yes. the, the bloody droidicas have like 16 pieces. It's absurd. Oh, rough. But it is yeah. also zen at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Well, that's all the stuff we've been up to. But today was a very sort of momentous day in that... Um, Atomic Mass Games had their first Star Wars stream this morning, our time. So, mm-hmm. as probably everyone is aware, the FFG Star Wars games are moving over to AMG. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, their, their first sort of announcement um, wasn't really spoilers or anything. There wasn't a lot of stuff. We'll go through a little bit about it. But I think the main thing was just to get a feel of where they're going with the games and, like, what, you know more reassuring that things are continuing the way that we expected. So, I mean, the first announcement was pretty much, you know, the with the X-Wing stuff in particular was, you know, people have been talking about, oh, there's going to be a version 3. They're going to want to stamp their thing on it. We're going to have unpainted models because Marvel Crisis is unpainted. It's like, no, no, no. No version 3. Models are going to come painted like they always have. Sure, they might do some like modeling things to show people how you can mod your ships or paint them if you want to, but mm. they're not changing the core aspect of the game in any way. So that mm-hmm. was that was pretty good. This pleased um, a lot of people. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The chat went nuts when they said that. Yeah. Yep. It went actually crazy. And I, I think we all expected that, but it was good to hear it. You know what I mean? It was good to clarify the the rumors going around because like the last, you know. M- month two months it's kind of been a little bit radio silence you know we haven't really known what's going on so no, is there a particular good. reason why they moved to amg so yeah the main reason is and they covered this a little bit on the the um stream was um where they like ffg is big you know they do board games card games miniatures games you know all that kind of stuff they used to do rpgs they've been moved off all that kind of thing but um, even though they all fall under the Asmodee umbrella, um, FFG's core strength is board games, right? And I think some of the sort of production aspects and logistics aspects of miniatures games like X-Wing Legion Armada um, kind of gets lost when you're bundled in with board games. And so I think from a business perspective, they wanted a studio that was going to dedicate the thinking and logistics and, you know, even organized play. I mean, we're on pause at the moment because we're in a global pandemic, but they've said that's coming back, you know, sort of hopefully second half of this year. Um, but, yeah, having a miniatures game focus um, even though it is within the Asmodee umbrella still and all the production and all that kind of stuff that goes along with it, I think that's going to help because if we look at Marvel Crisis Protocol, even during the global pandemic, they've been able to keep up a very fast-paced release schedule and get product worldwide. 
whereas things like Legion and Armada have struggled to keep up with getting things where they need to be when they need to be there. So you, what you're telling me is release dates will be more reliable? and uh... Well, we hope. We hope. We don't yeah. know for sure. But... We probably won't see the benefits of that logistical oh, change month. and stuff yeah. for months, if not right. till 2022. So they confirmed it pretty much till 2022 where we've got the FFG experience locked in just because of lead times, product development, all that sort of stuff. And yep. so I can't imagine they're going to be shifting distributors, all that sort of stuff. They'll be working on it and rolling it out, but I imagine we'll be with who we're already with until much later this year, if not next year, especially with COVID yeah. trotting along next to everything. Mm. Um, but we'll ex I expect we'll feel the change come 2022 a yep. little bit the other, just speaking about non-spoiler type stuff first, um, you know, they did talk about the organized play aspects of the pandemic, like you were talking about. Like, we're pretty lucky here in Australia, but it's still pretty bad in other parts of the world. So, mm. I mean, no surprise that they're not putting on any big events. But um, in particular, they're not even going to try for a world in 2021, which I think is fair, because even if you could put it on somewhere, the chances of people being able to get there is low well this is a perfect example we're in victoria there's this fuck all COVID in australia there's fuck all COVID in victoria i'm going to an event for aos on saturday we had no COVID in the state until yesterday we now have a case we're now back in like limited yeah. restrictions and like 24 hours 48 hours out from the event there was a little question mark that went up is it going to go ahead and that's like a you know, it's a, it's a day trip down to Geelong and back. It's not a big deal. Um, imagine trying yeah. to do that on a world scale and have people booking flights and accommodation. And it'd just be a nightmare and having people... Yeah, and then something happens. Yeah, or, you know, imagine the PR if, you know, Switzerland, which is COVID-free, hosts worlds, and then someone comes from the UK and Australia and they both bring a new <laughs> strain of COVID... They don't yeah. need that. Like, that's unnecessary shit that's going to come their way. And then we come back with it as well, back to our home countries. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the thing. Like, we we're seeing a little bit of that with the Australian Open at the moment, but let's not get into that too much. Yeah, let's, no, let's, let's not. <laughs> so anyway. moving along to what they talked about from a release schedule. So, mm -hmm. Spoiler alert. Yeah. A lot of the stuff, I mean, we kind of knew about, um, but we, we got some of the details. So... First cab off the rank, Phoenix Cell. Right. Can uh, I say dibs? You can say dibs. Go I'm very it. excited about this. Um, so Phoenix Cell is the uh, Rebel Squadron pack. Um, so this is the first Rebel release, I think, the whole time that second edition's been out, except for a little bit in the card pack. Am I wrong there? I think you're right. It's basically been reprints. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So very excited. Uh, so it's going to be two A-wings and a B-wing. Um, Phoenix Cell, so that's centered around the Rebels uh, TV show, which is excellent if you haven't watched it. Mm -hmm. um, so the bits we got were we got confirmation that Hera will be in Initiative 6 in the B-Wing, and I'll circle back to her because we saw her card as well. And then we've confirmed Wedge, so Cadet Wedge, I'm guessing this is going to be, in the will be in Initiative 4 in A-Wing. And then we're also getting Sabine in as an Initiative 3 in the A-Wing. Um, so that's just, we saw the base, but we don't know the cards or abilities for the for the A-Wings. Um, so, actually, I don't know. Ben, do you have the Hera's ability in front of you? Uh, not the exact wording, no. 
Okay, that's all right. But one sec, I'll bring it up. That's right. So broadly speaking, it's when someone attacks or defends, or so when a friendly attacks or defends, you can pass them one of her focuses, evades, or locks. So we've had a bit of a chat about this. There's a bit of ambiguity here, but our current reading of it is that that means because it's while you're attacking or defending, it's any time in that step, which means that you can see someone roll dice and then be like, oh, I see Wedge has just rolled four eyes at, an, at range one. I will give him my focus now rather than deciding before he rolls. We'll see. I imagine that'll get FAQ'd and it may or may not be that way by the time we get there. But if so, quite interesting. Mm. Maybe not like Braylon or Ten can just double mod whenever they want interesting or strong, but interesting. So I'm quite excited to see where that one goes. And just like Initiative 6 Big Wing. Awesome. Are there any ships that are able to coordinate for Rebels? So many. <laughs> it's, like, it's like their whole thing. Oh, imagine AP5 with Hera. And giving her, oh no, no, so many no, good combos. no! I yeah. don't want this card. No. Yeah. Well, Fee you may not want me. it, but Fee wants it. Oh, Fee will wreck <laughs> me. No. Oh, it sounds horrible. Yep. Oh. Sounds amazing. I can't wait. It sounds amazing. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that so that seems pretty interesting. I, I feel like a possibly quite legitimate strategy, if she's not too expensive, is just to bring her in, bring all of the rebel ships that can just load her with focus target lock, whatever, and then she just hands them out as you need them. Um, I, I yeah, think that could be legitimately quite strong. Um, how, good would a, how good would a Hera B-Wing, AP5, um, Kanan in the Ghost, and, I don't know, Sabine in her TIE Fighter? That just looks so good on the board. All of the bits. All of the bits. bits. Oh. Yeah. So, probably the one thing about the Phoenix cell, though, I mean, we saw Hera and we've seen Wedge, you know, that kind of stuff. But uh, Pete, I think there's a lot of people hoping that there's a high initiative A Wing pilot hidden in there as well. Mm. Who so, would we be hoping for? Well, everyone likes Tycho from first edition, but just I think the A Wing as a chassis is missing that, you know, like you look mm. at resistance, there's so many high initiative A Wing pilots. Mm. True. Anyway, but you know, if we have a look at the previous squadron packs, we've only seen at most half the pilots. Mm. More. Yeah. And I, sure. I wouldn't be surprised if they deliberately didn't show a higher initiative A Wing pilot so that people can be excited when it finally is leaked. Yeah. Don't don't blow all your cards at once. Yep, that's it. And look, and the other two are still pretty interesting. So yep. if we assume that they carry over their abilities, so wedges reduce one uh, agility for whoever he's attacking at from the X wing. Like even at I four, like it just it'll be so agile. You can put a yep. uh, torpedo on it, and sorry, a um, missile on it, and it'll still work. You can fly him around real easy with um, Jake to give him focus tokens, and he could be like genuinely very scary. Mm -hmm. the, the other one that's interesting, Sabine, if she can do like the pre-move barrel rolls and stuff in an A-Wing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be really good. It's essentially the ETA ability without a, focus, a force. Yeah, without a force. Yeah, and you'll be able to um, link off it because they can do a boost after any action. So you can barrel roll boost and five straight Sabine and boost. still have an action. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's bonkers. Yeah. Yep. That's amazing. I want her. So... <laughs> 
I'm, yeah, I think we're all pretty keen on the Phoenix Cell. Um, next one, which was awesome, is Sky Strike Academy. Um, Shotgun. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> defenders. More defenders. We need more defenders. And Happy. that paint job. Oh, it looks so good. And so, the, Will, you've two. done a paint job like that before, right? I think you painted one. Uh, I have painted one. I can't remember what it looks like. Give me a second. I'm going to find a picture and I will confirm. And but also yeah. two interceptors. Yes, please. Yep. Um, I Okay, so what we do know that has been leaked for defenders is Vault Scarus, who's an initiative five. We don't really know his ability. And then we've got Cena Re, I6. Now, yeah. I really hope we keep her ability. I don't think we will because it was after you perform a coordinate action. If the ship you coordinated yeah. ever performed a barrel roll or boost, you may gain one stress taken to re- rotate 90 degrees. So I don't know how they're going to do that. I mean, they might do no. some rotation type ability for her. Or there's a new systems card that allows you to coordinate with Defender Title. Or Anyway, it'd be good. Um, And then there's Gideon at I4 with his actual ability, which is great. It's going to be strong. It's going to be so good. Um, While the enemy ship is damaged, you may roll an additional red dice. Yes, please. Four dice defender at range two and three. Yes. Uh, Yeah. That'll be great. Yeah. Um, I kind of... I, so there's... The, everyone's saying that the Rebel Pack, we're hoping for an I-6 A-Wing or something. I'm really hoping for... I don't care what initiative. I'm really hoping for a Thrawn pilot in the Defender. I don't care what his ability is, just for thematics. I think that'd be really cool. Does he fly one in the series? No, uh, not that well, we see. His, like his uh, it's project. His, it's his project. He's the one who created the Defenders. So I'd yeah. really like to see that. If it doesn't happen, so be it. But that'd just be the one thing that just blows my load. See, the one that people keep talking about from the comics and stuff is Vader in a Defender. Oh, <laughs> oh please. No. please. No, it can't, yeah. it'd have to be like over 200 points. Like you just, you couldn't, it would be so strong. Yeah. If a naked Vader in a tie Defender was 100 points, I'm flying it, buddy. Yep. <laughs> Everyone's flying it. It, it's, it, <laughs> yeah. it, would, it would be the meta. You fly that and a TIE fighter and you throw away the TIE fighter and Vader tidies up. <laughs> no, no, no. I'd, I'd, fly, um, I'd fly Decimator with Palp on it and that's it then. Oh, yeah, only. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so broken. you're not a games designer, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For good reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that that looks pretty good, and the paint jobs on them. Also, I'm um, yeah, the defender in particular. Yes, yeah, super yeah. very pretty. Um, I'd also like to see um, Wedge would be kind of cool in an interceptor as well, considering From he before was before his time, before yeah. his turn. Well, oh, that's true. It was too, wasn't it? Because he yeah. de facto before they came out, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think so. I don't know the exact timing. Mm. Be kind of cool though. Wedge in an Imperial section, that'd be good. He was in the academy though. He was in. He was still training, so he would have just been flying yeah. basic pilot ties. They wouldn't have given him something special at that point. They would have been like, "Fly this. If you die, we don't care." Yeah, true. Yeah. The Imperial way. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> the only way. <laughs> so the the next one, fugitives and collaborators for scum and villainy. So this one is very interesting. Um, mm. Two Y wings and a hawk, right? And like we're getting a feel of the most wanted pack from first edition here. But um, you know, if we look at the pilots, I think there was Lima Kai, who's an initiative five in a Y wing, Arliz Hadrassian, who's an initiative four in a Y wing, and then Kanan, who's initiative three in a hawk. Um, and we saw Kanan's ability, which is you know, if you or someone in your mobile arc is defending you can spend a force to reduce the attacker's dice by one, basically, which is super strong. Um, yeah, it's... But the thing, the common thread of all of those three ships, and it's something that's kind of missing from the game at the moment, is surely we're going to get a new turret? Just not TLT. Please, not TLT. Uh, it won't be twin laser turret. It'll no, be paired laughter turret. <laughs> <laughs> No, just, just please no. That was too much trauma. Yeah, I, I don't think they'll do something like that. But oh. I would imagine that there'll be a new turret that will come because I mean we've been stuck with not a lot of options for a while now. I'm um, okay with that. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's part of the game. You know, like they've added yeah. some missiles and stuff. Like we got tracer threads recently, that kind of thing. But we mm. haven't. That's one of the areas where we haven't gotten something. I find it strange that Kayan's in the scum and villainy. Like, but it's from a period where, you know, after he was basically a Padawan on the run, basically. Oh, okay. okay cool. I did see someone throw up on a Facebook thread uh, one of the comics that did actually have him flying a hawk around that looked very similar to the one in this pack. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, nice. Which looks great, by the way. It's really cool oh, black yeah. and silver. Paint mm -hmm. look amazing. Looks so good. Yep, yep. Agreed. I won't get it, but, like, the models just look fantastic. Well, see, even getting them, and even if you fly those models in Rebels with the Partisan X-Wings oh. and, and stuff, like, I reckon oh. that would be a pretty nice Oh, and the, and, the, and the black yeah. wing. Oh. So, that's kind of, that's kind of hot. Yep. Pretty excited about that. Yep, so, absolutely. Um, so just one brief build note on Kanan. I I'm not sure this will actually be a good idea, but <laughs> it will have a crew slot, and so you can put Maul on him. So he can have two force, oh, oh, and he can keep taking stress to keep reducing oh, enemy attack dice. Oh. And plus the multi crow title, so he can roll in with three focuses and two force and unlimited force if they shoot him. And I, it'll be like a seventy-five point ship. It might not be good, but but it could be good. Yep, and why, throw it alongside Torquil or someone who makes them go at initiative zero. Why do you say these things, Luke? <laughs> I'm not sorry. <laughs> Oh. Yep. So, so why can't you think of something good like this for the for the imperial side of things, Luke? But he does, and then you fly, fly onto you. It. Just fly onto you. That's your that's yeah. your good thing for Empire. <laughs> yeah, true story. Yep. <laughs> we, I finally he was hyperspace legal. Yep. But I I have actually enjoyed flying the Saber Squadrons, the Initiative Four generics. They're pretty awesome. Yep. Yep. Four so. of them on board's pretty full on. That's for sure. So yeah, while while we've known about these um, squadron packs for a while in terms of the names, it's good to finally get, you know, what what's going to be in them. Yeah. Um, and it it seems that all the squadron packs, even going back to Heralds of Hope, Guardians of the Republic, and 
Servants of Strife, it's always two of one ship and one of another, right? Um, but there's one faction that doesn't have one yet, which is First Order. So please, please, please. One day we will get that. Not sure when. Yeah. Don't know what either. Calling now. Going to be a TIE fighter with two other TIE fighters. Yeah. <laughs> An SF and two FOs? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know what other ship stuff can release, though. That's what. what it, it could be like the FO bomber and two somethings. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. Whispers, daggers. Oh, the daggers would be good. Oh, yeah. yeah. One thing I do find strange in all the factions, I was thinking about the, the other day, Republics don't have a big base ship yet. Everything no. else does. I don't think they really need one, but yes. I mean, I, I imagine they'll get a shuttle of some kind eventually. I mean, we oh. see it through all the Clone Wars no, and stuff. Not another shuttle. <laughs> just <Yeah>. <laughs> but I just, yeah, I just yeah, thought it was interesting. Like, I would have thought the lap might have been on a big base ship, but it is not. So there it go. goes so well on a medium base when it flies alongside arcs. You know, just saying. You can you can stop that naughty talk right there. Yep. Yep. On your way for a smack bottom, young man. Yeah, they didn't really have too many large ships in the Clone Wars, though. Yeah, the only one I can think of is really that shuttle, you know, and mm. it, the one that we saw in season seven and six and seven a fair bit. I mean, there is the G nine rigger as well, which was Anakin's ship, you know, the one that's sort of like a B wing freighter almost look alike. Mm. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, with a base ship from um, what's it called? The thing, the gold dice pack. Yeah, the um, Outer Rim. Outer Rim, that's the one. I yep. hear it's also a game. Oh, I love that game. <laughs> you guys just bought it for the dice. Don't mind. No, that game is amazing. And um, I need an expansion for that. So it feels yeah, as though Will needs to buy some Outer Rim to get some gold dice to be rolling. Oh, I them. That's so good. Like, <laughs> I'm sure they're fine, but they feel so fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> the dice equivalent to Heroic. <laughs> I mean, I wish it was that good, but yes, I'll take it. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, release date of all of these packs, March 26th. Yep. Not too long a wait. No. Oh, is it this year, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh. it's two months, seven, seven, eight weeks, something like that. Well, so does so, that uh, mean when FFG these drop... time, though. <laughs> Sorry. Does that so, mean if these drop, they'll go into hyperspace, or we've got to wait for the next hyperspace update for them to come into hyperspace? So they have added the stuff when it drops before. So, I mean, we don't know for sure, but I would assume that they're going to do the same thing. But it, it depends on those ships, you know, like the A-wings and the B-wings, which pilots you can currently take in hyperspace. So, yeah. So we're saying March FFG time, though, yeah? Well, maybe, maybe yeah. yeah. I'm not getting my hopes up until I get it. <laughs> yep. They did say there'll be delays this year. Yeah. So, Pandemic's a good good excuse, I guess. She literally said, like, there's pandemic yeah. going on, there will be delays. But I don't know whether yeah. that 26 date is taking that into account or that's the date they're hoping for. Like, we didn't get that kind of... Mm. Kind yeah. of that's fair. I think that's what they're aiming for, so fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah. Um, some more announcements. These, these are different games. We won't spend too much time on it, but they also did talk about the next wave of Armada. Um, so I'm super keen on that. Luke and I both play Armada. Um, 
and I've been waiting for the Venator class Star Destroyer to come out for the Republic, and that's coming out, and it looks pretty good as well. Um, I did not get into any of the Separatist stuff, but those Separatist ships, <laughs> both the models look phenomenal, and the actual mechanics of them look great as well in terms of what arcs and dice and stuff they have. But so they're, they're looking pretty awesome for people that did get into that. And they've told us that those should be coming April 16th. Mm-hmm. Ben, those... I'm amazed that you haven't bought into that faction yet. I'm resisting you... actively. Because it... you have bought all the ships for every single X-Wing faction you can get your hands on. Yes, this is, so my, I, this is my weakness. Am I right, Ben, that it's the only faction of any of these FFG Star Wars games <laughs> that you don't have? Am, am I correct? That is correct, yes. Yeah, okay. All right. So you will. Let's just give it a month. Sorry, man. Maybe. Actively or, resisting. Or we, we, everyone chips in and buys in one model and that just starts it all. <laughs> that, that would just be like... They just know, tap the, into the, the vein. bit that just shatters the dam, you know? <laughs> Right, done, sold. So anyway, <laughs> if you've got an Armada ship you just want to give him, post it through. It <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks so good. <laughs> Not even a whole ship, just like one unit of the uh, V-19s or something. You don't, need, you don't need all of those squadrons. Just send him one. It'll drive him crazy. Yeah. Let's do it a week at a time. We'll just give it one each week and just come back and be like, how'd you go this one week? One set of <laughs> oh, that's all it took. Okay. One of the Belba Lab fighters. So, oh, yeah, dear. Armada, that's looking pretty good. And we also got some Legion announcements. Um, we got the Rebel Transport, which a lot of people are already planning on converting into the Winnebago. Um, and the LART LE, I think that's the Law Enforcement Edition, I think it's what it stands for, but that. So both of those models look really, really good. Mm. Um, in particular, the LART, I don't even know how you meant to pronounce L-A-A-T, but whatever, um, can be both Empire and Republic. So yep. we've got, yeah, cross And just to clarify that even though it's almost the same name, it is nothing like the transport in X-Wing. It yes. is a weird spider-looking hovercraft thing. It's quite cool, but it's yep. not... Really? It's not what I thought it was. It's not, it's not the clone transport one, no. So, yeah, it's pretty good. It's um, interesting that they're cross-factioning with ships. Yeah, I mean, we do see it in, like, in the Clone Wars, you see it with clones, and in Rebels, you see it with Imperial. Um, so it does exist in both, and I think they've just decided, yeah, you can fly it in both. So, I mean, we have had... Um, cross-faction stuff a little bit before with R2-D2 and C-3PO in the crashed pod um, expansion. You know, you've got the cards for Rebels and Republic for that. But, yeah, this is the first sort of dedicated um, actual unit cross-faction stuff. So, yeah, mm. pretty exciting. Um, and release date on those, I believe, was May 20. Mm-hmm. Now, Luke, as the droid player in here, there isn't one for you. There isn't. And I feel like I should be salty, but I have so much stuff to paint. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll count it as a blessing. And the AAT tank, everyone is saying that is amazing. So, yeah, 
if you need a big, big, big vehicle, there's one of them. Uh-huh. So that's all the announcements for the new stuff that's coming. I mean, like I said, most of that stuff we knew was coming, um, but they did say that, you know, in terms of this handover stuff, because of the lead times of like 12 to 18 months type thing, uh-huh. um, all of these releases are still going to have FFG badges on them. Uh, so it won't be until sort of, I don't know, late this year, next year, that we start to see AMG branded stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did say any reprints that start coming out of, you know, previous FFG stuff, they will start having AMG logos on them. So keep an eye out and you'll see stuff come through. We've missed one thing, I just realized, that was yeah. super important in the announcements. And that is the forums that they're setting up and the way yes. that they tend to run them. Yep. So I think I've mentioned before on the podcast, but if not, the guys that run AMG are largely the guys that started Privateer Press or were there in the early days. And they then left that and went and the studio and blah and the rest is history. So the way that they used to run their forums was fantastic. This is years, this is decades ago at this point and it was used as a live rules database and uh, faq essentially between faqs um and they have since set up uh what's the game that they run at the moment the one with the marvel crisis that's it marvel crisis protocol they have their own forums and they do that and their intention is to set up one for each of their new games that they've just picked up um, and they're going to operate like a normal forum would, but they're also going to operate as a, rule, a rules FAQ to get official rulings between FAQs on little rules queries. So obviously they're going to probably cherry pick and do what's what, you know what I mean? Make sure that they're, they're not double handling. Yeah, legitimate questions. Legitimate questions, but you will be able to find legitimate answers to questions for rules between FAQs on the forum. Yeah. Um, I think Which that's going to be a big, big improvement because, like, with FFG games up until now, we've been waiting either months for an FAQ or had to rely on emails, you know, or, like, the developer told me, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. I think if we can get a forum where that stuff is posted and we can get questions answered, you know, sort of reasonably quickly, mm-hmm. it'll really smooth out the competitive aspect of the game in particular. Yeah, it will also, um, and this is a bit of my, a, a bit of a baby for me, really assist competitive non-organized play. So, organized play is obviously on hold for the moment. There might be some rollout time in twenty late this year, twenty twenty two, whatever. Anything the community wants to put on the interim or ongoing, having that sort of resource there that's accessible by all, or specifically yourself as a TO. Um, hugely beneficial for just having an enjoyable experience for everyone involved. Yep. As a and knowing resource. what to expect when you turn up. And having you can even have like a players pack which points players to go there and be like, make sure you're up to date with the latest from this thread on this forum. You know what I mean? Yep. It's fantastic. I think that was one of the most underrated announcements for today of how much both Legion and Amada. Yep. So they said they're going to start that with Legion. Yeah. And then roll it out with the other games. So awesome. Can't wait. Alrighty. Anything else people want to talk about while we are all here? 
Yeah, well, I tell you, maybe just to cap off the um, the discussion about the uh, stream today, like I'm feeling very positive about this. I was very happy with everything they said. I thought they sort of they said all the right things. It sounds like they're thinking about things the right way. I'm long term very happy. I don't know if anyone has any either agreement or, or counter thoughts. I no, agree. Agree. Yeah, and I've seen some people. Um, saying that they were a little bit disappointed with the quality of the stream, saying that you oh. know, it felt unprepared or whatever. But I have to say, I actually thought that was a benefit because we were getting, like, the word straight from the people, if you know what I mean. You yeah. Know, I mean, we're talking the head of studio and the head of design here. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't mind that kind of thing. And, I mean, we're in a pandemic. People are working from home. You know, we're just we're dealing with this stuff in our day jobs as well, not just, you know, on streams and stuff like this. And, yeah, I didn't have any problem with that. I, I think the the content came through well. And, yep. and, you know, getting an idea on how they're thinking about these games was more important than the actual announcements, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I'll give you an example of a, of a company that largely polishes their stuff before release. Games Workshop, tell you what's crap, their rule set. <laughs> don't care that they were live streaming from their bedroom and that a cat walked past the camera once. Everyone loved the cat. I loved the cat. I loved it. And I couldn't give a shit that it was like, yeah. They even leaned into that too. They acknowledged that from the very beginning. They're like, this yeah. is not what we do as a job. We're doing it because it gets you the information you need. And yeah. I'm perfectly okay with that. So yeah, yeah. I'm very, very, like you said, Luke, very positive about this coming out of that. Yeah. I'm excited. And it took the... a lot of work to stay off the forums and be like, I fucking told you so. Yep. <laughs> the um the the good thing is not having to assemble, not having to paint our models. For like I said, I've I've yeah. only just gotten into assembling models and painting models. So had that have been a thing that AMG were going to do, I might not have continued on buying stuff. And certainly, I'm um, never going to do that, mate. For that no, exact. I know, I don't. Yeah, I, know, I, yeah I, I knew that from the get-go, but just the people just to saying hear it maybe. Yeah. yeah, just to hear it, yeah. And then to also hear definitely no way, no 3.0. Again, knew it wasn't going to happen, but again, confirmation's always good um, because I still remember being salty from being 1.0 to 2.0. I don't regret anything now at all, but like... Just to clarify that point, what you just said there, for anyone listening as well, there will... 100% be a 3.0. There is not a chance that they're going to sit on 2.0 indefinitely. There will be a 3.0. They just don't have immediate plans to do it. They like where the game's at. They've got plenty yeah. of design space to work with. But in three, four, five years' time, that won't be the case. You'll have those nasty, gross things that are built in, and they will, they will create a 3.0. But that is part and parcel with playing a miniatures game. Do you yeah. think so, though, considering all the all the apps and all well, the upgrades I, are on the apps? I just think, I mean, we don't know, but if it does come, it's a long way away. Yes. A long way away. It's not 12 months away. It's, it's 24, 36, 48 months minimum. Yeah. It's in but a it, galaxy far, far away. They'll definitely do it. They may not even call it a 3.0. But they will do it in in some way or another. But they they'll want to monetize it because that's that's how they make their money. We're not a subscription. There's no subscriptions with this game. Yeah, true. If they, if they made money off their subscriptions, they could literally sit on 
2.0 indefinitely and just keep it fresh and update it and load up the apps. But as they're not charging a subscription, they make money on product. And so mm. out of their product and rules will prompt buying and blah, 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 blah. So they'll need to do it at some point. Or they'll need to set up some sort of subscription. But one or, way or the other, they need to make sure money's coming through the door. Or they just keep making these amazing models from all these amazing shows that are coming up soon. Well, like. we all know that I can't stop buying them. <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect example was The Mandalorian. Surely oh, yeah. see a, a lot of. I mean, there's, there's still a lot of content to come from all the stuff that we've seen. And all, yes. I mean, the announcements from... When was the announcements with Disney with the 10 shows or whatever it is? That it oh, yeah, like a week or two ago, a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, I think, yeah, since our last episode, right? And we've even talked about that. But, I mean, there's so many shows coming out. The Bad Batch, you know, like the Bad oh. Batch for Legion. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. They've um, got Amanda. They've got for Legion as well, and, and we we need Ahsoka. We need a Sarge and Legion. You know, we've got the Razorcrest for X Wing. The whole bunch is, of stuff. Is Dooku in Legion yet? Yeah, yep. yeah. He's oh, currently quite good too. I haven't tried him yet. Really, really good. good. <laughs> Played against him the other day. So he's expensive in terms of points. Like he's, but I think he's worth every single one of them. Mm-hmm. He, yep, he's one of his command cards is incredible. It's he gets to do something I can't remember, but he also makes you put one of your command tokens back into your bag. And so I did my one pip with Sabine, which allows me to blow shit up and do all this stuff and activate her first, so that he had all of his droids clustered together and Dooku and all those sorts of stuff. And so then I got to put Sabine back in my bag, and then hope to draw her before he just got to move all these droids away, and I drew her. Second last. So, <laughs> I still, I still got to do the trick, but it wasn't nearly as good a trick as it would have been if he's got some amazing stuff. And that's not even his one pip; that's like his two or three pip. It's, yeah, he's really strong. And then he also just kills stuff like flat out murders things quite well. Um, yeah, yeah, I have to say, just like one of the things that they do on really well in Legion is giving you those epic hero turns. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Like in my first game, I had a grievous surprise scramble over a building and drop into some things. And he has one of his cards oh. that lets him do, he's going to do basically two attacks at once normally. And then he gets to attack everyone in a range one radius as well. And he just, he like that won me the game by itself. Like he just, he just wrecked like two squadrons. Just... Mm-hmm. He's yeah. so cool. I love was it. That, was that against Callum? Uh, it was. Yeah. I was... didn't, I didn't yeah. see you actually get. Grievous in, but yes, yeah, yeah. But it was a last turn thing. It was just he was just hiding and being cowardly, and then he just jumped in and wrecked stuff. It's great. But I think that is one of the things about Legion. They have really captured the feel of the Star Wars like source material. Yeah, you know? yeah. They've, they've really given everything the feel that you would expect from you know whatever it is that, that you're playing with. It seems very thematic with the characters. Yep. Yeah. Do we do we think there might be a um? A bounty hunter faction? I think eventually, but I think I think what will happen is they're still catching up. I mean, they're almost there, but they're still catching up the clones and the droids with um, Empire and Rebels. They're very close to being the same in terms of the models that are available. Mm-hmm. I think once that happens, you yeah. know, obviously there's still some stuff to come, Ahsoka, Asajj, that kind of thing, but then... Oh, Ahsoka. Cool. Once... Once we sort of get parity between the factions, they might add either 
you know, a scum faction or sub factions, you know, that kind of thing. There's so, also no resistance first order in there either. So that's a strong yeah, possibility. Well, yeah. I really hope they don't do them immediately. I see the appeal of doing first order because you've got Kylo and those and Ray and all those big protagonists that people can then get behind. But one of the biggest criticisms I hear from people who are hesitant to buy into Legion is it's a very white game in the sense that you've got clones, you've got Imperials, you've got droids, which, you know, they're droids, and then you've got rebels. So, like, there's really not much variety on on the board. And so people, and they see those, those lack of variety as a lack of options, which is untrue, but also it's their idea. Like there's no reason not to believe that based on the visual cues. Um, And so if they added in a scum faction, um, sand people, or, you know, something that's not in space. armor. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Something that's Geonosians. It's coming. You are. It's coming. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Did you see the meme the other day that someone posted that it was a Legion product, but it was like wooden logs? (laughs) (laughs) Wooden logs attached to some rope or something. Yeah, it was like wooden logs, and yeah, but I mean, you know, that happened. Battle of Endor. Yeah, search to crit. Love it. (laughs) Fucking ten minutes. You can get Leia in her white dress coming out as well. Yeah. Oh, shit. She's in the log, mate. Yeah, levitating C-3PO. <laughs> she's riding the log. That would be amazing. Like that scene out of <laughs> Simpsons where she's like, he's riding the nuke. It's just layer on a log. ATSD, <laughs> no chance. No chance. She's got Kate Bain's hat up in her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I think that stuff will come eventually, but you know, that was one of the other things just about the whole AMG switchover, you know, the guy from Asthma Day said in early 2020 that they had a three-year plan on all this stuff, um, and we also know that some of that plan has been delayed as well. So it's probably even a little bit longer now. You know, once COVID stretches everything out, so there's still a lot more to come for all of these games. Because they said they said it was a three-year plan for X-wing, Armada, and Legion. So, you know, there's a yep. lot of stuff there. There's also something to be said about a game remaining tight, small in a sense. Like, it means that the game designers have less bloat to deal with when they're balancing things, when they're thinking of synergies and combinations. If you give, if you keep a game like, uh let's call it limited release to a degree, you've got far more control over power levels of things. Things, All the things we've already talked about tonight that are great, they can do really effectively and well. If they bring out 17 factions and 15 sub-factions and like, ally mechanics between factions where resistance can bring in blah, blah, you know, all this sorts of shit, all of a sudden, like, I'm, I'm just absolutely talking garbage right now, but like, in what they could do, but you then also you need some some human sitting at a key yeah to rein it in and, and making sure that they're not creating some noxious like combination that then makes the game a bit MPE or whatever. Yeah. So we've got to be careful what we wish for there in a sense. Like the game is smaller, but it's it we we get some serious wins from it being smaller as well. Yep. I agree. So. All right. I think we've done a lot of talking. Oh yeah. 
I think it's been good. Hopefully you guys have all enjoyed it. And yes, we will keep playing and talk to you on our next episode. For sure. Have a great one. See ya. Peace out. Goodbye.